Hello and welcome to the Still Space Podcast. I'm your host, Executive Coach Mary Lee Gannon, where my guests and I share fun and simple strategies to manage yourself so that you can show up the way you want in work relationships in life and not default to past behaviors that leave you disappointed. The Still Space is where you learn to take an intentional moment to challenge habitual assumptions that hold you back with enlightened truths that boost your genius. We transform drama, resentment, doubt, unmet expectations, and self-sabotage to executive presence, self-control, deep sleep, healthy choices, and more connection with people who matter while it still matters. It's time. I invite you to subscribe to this podcast and get any of my free publications at my website, maryleegannon.com, where you can also learn more about working with me. Hi, Leader. I'm Mary Lee Gannon, Executive Coach, and this is Episode 42 of the Still Space Podcast, when you want to have an important discussion with your boss and a role play. Often, I see my clients put off important discussions with their bosses because they aren't really sure how to structure them, and they fear they may come off as expecting too much and eventually feel rejected. And this is unwise. A little preparation can earn you respect and get you what you want. Now, why would you have an important discussion with your boss? Could be one of many reasons. You could want to raise. You could want to talk about the scope of work that you're doing as it relates to the impact that the department is trying to make on the overall goals. It could have to do with there are layoffs coming. Do you think that I might be getting laid off? These difficult discussions are not necessarily conflicts because we have talked on this podcast about conflict resolution. This is just an important discussion that you feel uncomfortable about. And that's okay. And we're going to role play after I go through some tenets of preparing for a meeting like this. I'm going to role play what that might sound like so that you can feel a little bit more comfortable with it. And prior to asking for the meeting, this is where you find the still space and you say to yourself, okay, I'm worthy here. I belong here. I am good enough to have this conversation and to do this work in this department. Just like anything else I prepare for, I am going to put some thoughtful intention together before I execute this so that it doesn't come off as if I'm not prepared. So how do we prepare for a meeting like this? Number one, ask for the meeting. Ask for a specific meeting time and date. This is not a conversation that you're going to have after another meeting or in the cafeteria or over lunch or coffee. Ask for a specific meeting time and date and be punctual when you show up. This will underscore its importance to your boss. Label the meeting something that is important to the organization, not yourself. You don't want to label the meeting, I need you to prioritize my work. You want to label it ABC Company Priorities and Your Department so that you're focusing on the priorities of the organization, the goals of the organization, sales, decreased costs, something that matters to the organization as it relates to your department. And number two, what's the goal that you have? This meeting is not a discussion. 
You are not mind mapping here. It is a negotiation. Know that going in. You're thinking it's a discussion. You want to have an important discussion, but you are controlling the agenda and controlling the pace and tone of the meeting, not by controlling your boss, but showing your boss that you know what you want. Know what you want to occur by the end of the meeting. Now, here's an example. I will now spend my time working on important projects, not things that are randomly assigned to me. And how is that going to work? Because if you want to do that, you need to give your boss a way for him to make that easy for you. So part of that goal may be, I have an idea on how to minimize those things and who is more appropriate to do them. Because if you're asking for something There's always going to be an impediment in the way. So you, in order to have the impact that you want, need to know what can be done about that impediment. Don't put that problem off on your boss. Now, number three, and this is one of my favorites, and I learned this from my husband, who is a commercial litigator, who has, knock on wood, he will never admit this, never lost a case, and he's very good at this. So take note here. Know your home base. Now, have you ever been in a discussion with anybody where all of a sudden you're being gaslit and you're finding that you're defending things that weren't even the point of the discussion in the first place? That's when you're off of your home base. Don't let somebody pull you into left and right field when you are focused on one thing. You are aiming to hit a home run here, not a fly ball into left or right field or a foul ball. You're aiming for a home run. And a home base is the point you will keep going back to when the conversation goes in a different direction. And that's a statement. That know your home base is a statement. And an example of that statement might be, How am I bringing the most value possible if I'm working on these things that are not strategic priorities? Because somebody, if you're having a talk with a boss about, I want to be working on this work, they're going to say, well, you can't do that right now because these other things are important. Well, how are we going to get that work done if all we're doing is focusing on these random things, putting out fires, etc.? Your home base might be something different for something else. So when a litigator prepares a witness for a hearing, they know that the opposing counsel is going to try and pull them off their guard. So say very little. This isn't a long-winded discussion. Know what your home base is. So say very little and know specifically where your focus is. Number four, have your bosses back with power and respect. And if you've ever read the book Power, you know that the number one tenet of power is that your boss trusts you and that you have their back. And you have to do that here as well. Get your boss to say yes and share their thoughts. And here are some comments that will help you do that. Well, what are your thoughts? Would you agree? What do you think about that? So what do you think is realistic? Help me prioritize. These are ways that you are saying to whoever you're having the conversation with, I care about what you think and involving them instead of you just telling, telling, telling. 
So let's go through a brief role play now. As to how this might sound in real life, I do this often with my clients. If we're preparing for a strategic meeting or an interview, etc. So this is what you might say. Thanks for the meeting. I want to talk to you about our priorities. Now, in this sentence, you're saying our priorities, not my priorities or what you think I should be working on. Just, I want to talk to you about our priorities. And the manager is likely to say, okay. And you might say, I understand with the recent cutbacks, we have competing priorities on our table right now. I'd like to talk to you about how to prioritize for the maximum impact. What are your thoughts about that? Notice that he's not saying, I'd like to talk to you about how to prioritize my work or whatever someone else is doing in the department. We're going to prioritize for the maximum impact. So in this case, this is this person's home base. I'd like to talk about how to prioritize for the maximum impact. Very strategic, very goal-focused, very impact-focused. And then following with that, having your bosses back with power and respect, what are your thoughts about that? And we leave these things out when we're having discussions. Unless we are intentional before we go into the meeting, remembering that we want to say things like, well, would you agree? What do you think about that? Would that be realistic? What are your thoughts about that? This is sounding more like a conversation to the person that you're talking with, even though you're not seeing this as a discussion, you're seeing yourself as the moving party in this conversation. So the manager might say, well, yeah, that sounds very sensible. And you would say, well, would you agree that the purpose of our work is to insert whatever that is. Increase revenues, cut costs, get this project done on time. The important thing here is that you're saying, would you agree? You're prefacing that with getting them to nod and say yes. Another thing you could do, which is not as effective, is say, well, I know that our work is to increase revenues, right? And, and that's not the same as saying, would you agree? Would you agree that the purpose of our work is to increase revenues or whatever it is? Insert that for your department. In this space, the manager is, of course, going to agree. Definitely. That's a big part of our roles. And you could move on to say, yes, that's the reason why I want to suggest to dedicate about 70% of my time to complete the XYZ project because that will ensure that our goal is met on time and our division leader is satisfied as are our customers. So see, so you're focusing the impact, not on yourself, what you want to do, but on the impact on this leader, what his boss is going to think of him or her, what the customer is going to feel. And then you might say, what do you think about that? Now notice that you're shooting high on that 70% because you know this is a negotiation and going to come down from there. So you don't want to go in saying 10% because you're probably not even able at all right now to work on this project at all because you're putting out fires. So notice how the premise is put forth. That is the reason why, blah, blah, blah. What do you think about that? So you're not 
saying this is the state of the union, you're putting it out there to get feedback. And the manager might say, well, I hear what you're saying. This is where the dread comes in for the manager. Well, I hear what you're saying, but I'm not sure that 70% is realistic because there's too much other work to do and too many other priorities to consider. Now, notice the manager's bias around too many other priorities to consider when the truth is those other things aren't priorities. Those are fires that need to be put out. So you could say, well, so what do you think is a realistic allocation of my time for this project? Because it's going to come down from 70. Knowing right now you're not able to spend any time on it, you want to get the manager's buy-in for how much you can spend on it, which is better than nothing right now because, again, you're doing busy work. And the manager might say, well, at the moment, a maximum of 10% of your time per week can go towards that. There are too many other things on the table right now. Okay, so you're sitting there thinking that's kind of a win because right now I can't spend any time on it. But go just a little bit further. This is where you're using those connecting phrases of help me understand. What are your thoughts? So you could say, well, help me prioritize. What of the things on the table right now is the most important in your eyes? And you might have to insert all of the fires, and I know I'm using cliches right now, but all of the fires that you're putting out, he or she doesn't understand what they are. And this is where you insert that. Okay, so now the manager's thinking, mm, okay, I didn't realize they were doing all of this, and might say, well, in my eyes, we have a particular project that is running at the moment, and this is very important that has been laid down from the top. It's going to be the pillar project for our company. At the moment, no one's being assigned to manage it, and we need you to manage it. And you're saying, well, okay, I just want to better understand the perspective of the folks at the top. What do you suppose was the reason they believe this should be the pivotal project? And the manager might say, well, that's a very good question. I don't know. I'd have to ask my manager. And here's an opportunity for you. You could say, I have a suggestion. Would you be open to it? Keep in mind, this is not just giving the suggestion. You're asking for a commitment up front. Everything's a negotiation. Asking for a commitment up front. Would you be open to it? So when you suggest something, it's really smart to follow it with that building rapport statement of would you be open to it? And the manager says, sure. So now he's or she has already committed to listening and being open to it. In order for me to do my best work, I need to understand the impact and the importance. It gives me purpose. I really want to understand the reason I'm doing something. That's the reason why I'd like to ask you if you'd let me sit in on that meeting with whoever that is to discuss this particular project. And the manager, unless they have a big ego, feel threatened by you or for whatever reason has some bias against this, the manager is likely to say, well, that sounds reasonable. And then you say a thank you, something like, I appreciate that. That would really help me understand why this pivotal project is higher priority in the integration of the project and the pace of it and how I can bring the best impact. So you see repeating themes here. I want to work purposefully. I want to bring value. I want you to look good. None of this is about 
me. I don't like the work I'm doing. These busy work jobs that I'm doing don't have any meaning for me. This does not help you. A, have executive presence. B, get what you want. C, be effective. And the manager's likely to say, well, that makes a lot of sense to me. Let me see when I can get something on the books. And you close that meeting with, can I, if I haven't heard from you, can I circle back with you uh, next Wednesday? So you've already told him a deadline. In the back of his mind, in the back of her mind, in the back of their mind, they're saying to themselves, oh, subliminally, I have to do this before next Wednesday because this person's coming back to me. So this role play has some really strong themes in it. A, know your home base, and usually is wrapped around something about a priority of the company, goal of the company, impact of our department, completion of a project. It's always about the organization and not you. And then you're wanting the manager that you're working with to understand that you want them to look good, that you want to be considerate of them, that you care about their thoughts. And let's review how this aligns with the four key points to prepare for the meeting. Asking for a specific meeting date and time, yes. What's the goal? You know that you want to come away from this and your goal is not your home base. Your goal is what you want to come away with. You want to come away with more meaningful work. I see so many people go into meetings with their managers whining and they turn you right off. It's like the adults talking on peanuts, wah, 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 wah. You're not a solutions provider. You're not results oriented. Your goal for what you want needs to be fashioned in a way that it's going to benefit the organization. And that becomes your home base. How am I bringing the most impact to the organization? Knowing your home base is probably the most important thing that you can remember because you're going to get threatened, you're going to feel uneasy, you're going to have discomfort. Remember your home base because it follows what your goal is. It is how you are going to conduct yourself in order to get out of that meeting what you want, which is not for your boss to say, oh, you're right, we're giving you a bunch of busy work because that's not what your boss is ever going to conclude. They're focused on getting an impact themselves. And number four, have your bosses back with power and respect with those key phrases of, well, what are your thoughts about that? Can I ask you a question? What is your opinion? Those are all very power-giving, not power-taking thoughts. So here's a takeaway from this role play. Prioritization is a negotiation. Almost everything in work is a negotiation. Prioritizing brings clarity and concreteness to what should be happening. It helps you move forward. It helps you know that the work that you're working on is important to your boss. So many people prioritize things that they like to do but do not impact the organization. And those are the people that are identified to be reduced, laid off, reduction in force. They're not working on the impact of the organization. Another takeaway, your boss will appreciate your presence, 
your candor, your respect, your ability to prioritize your strategic thinking, your critical thinking of what is best for the team and the organization, not seeing you as self-serving, even though there is absolutely no guilt and nothing wrong with you wanting to know what you want out of your work. How you go about getting it is by prioritizing, being a servant leader, seeing the organization's goals as your goals, aligning your values with the organization's values so this is authentic, not put on, and having a strategic conversation with them in the way we've role-played today. And the last takeaway, it positively positions your leadership brand and impact focus. This positions you as someone A, who can critically think, B, who is curious, C, who cares about what your manager, leader looks like, feels like, operates like. All of these things cement your value proposition to the organization. How do we pull these things off? It's hard to do this when all that's going on in your mind is, this person is going to judge me. I'm not going to get what I want here. I feel threatened. Maybe I'll be one of the people laid off. This is why we know the tenets of being in the still space where we take a very deep breath, a slow in-breath, and an even slower out breath, I'm breathing in, I smile on breathing out. What is my goal for this meeting? What is it that I want to achieve? What thought do I want to go into this meeting with? What emotion do I want to go into this meeting with? What actions do I want to take to be effective? What is my home base? If something, even my own thoughts, pull me out into left or right field, what is my home base that's going to make this meeting more effective? What is that one statement I want to keep in mind if I get pulled away from my home base that will bring me right back home? Breathing in, I'm breathing out. And how can I let the person I'm having this conversation with know that I respect them and I have their back? What are those little catchphrase sentences that I can add? Would you agree? What do you think? What do you think is realistic? Help me prioritize. What are your thoughts? Breathing in, I'll remember that connection. Breathing out, I'm a connector. We find meaning in our life, purpose in our work, by being centered and mindful without any judgment of our own thoughts so that the thinker is in control, not runaway thoughts. What are the things that you care about today? What are the things that pull you off center? If life were just a bullseye, Where would your focus be? And what are the things that are out in the farther rings of the bullseye? How do you make room for what matters in your life? I do these reflections at the end of the podcast so that you have a way to practice what it is to be in the still space. Because the time to relax is when you don't have time for it. But if we haven't practiced ahead of time what that looks like, it's hard to get there. Your thoughts are like a glass. 
a glass of water. And imagine that glass is empty. To reflect how positive your thoughts are, how full would that glass be? If your cup isn't full, why is that? What would pour more water into that glass for you? More thoughts, more positivity, more fullness. Catch a sunrise, marvel at birds in flight, or step outside tonight to see the brilliant arrangement of stars. What in nature brings you the most comfort and peace? Choose one of the items I'm going to mention as a symbol of your inner peace and return to that image in your mind as a reminder to slow down or relax. Would it be the ocean? The way the waves pound upon the sand? Would it be the sun? shining down on your face and on your skin, warming your whole body? Would it be the quiet silence of a beautiful snowfall, one flake after another after another? Would it be the view of distant mountains, the vastness the clouds resting at the top of them, the reflection of the sun in a pool of water below? Would it be billowing clouds moving past you as you lie in a bed of grass, imagining shapes in those clouds? Could it be the pitter-patter of gentle rain the pace of it being constant and just lulling you into peace. Drown out the noise around you. What judgments, good and bad, do you think people make about you? Can you cross out the ones that bother you most? Why do they bother you? Are you allowing judgment to encroach on that beautiful peace that you feel in the snowfall or at the ocean or in the sunshine? How can you move that to the perimeter of this beautiful setting? That's practicing work in the still space. Maybe you want to make some observations about yourself. I am a caring, insert what? I am a caring person, mother, father, sister, friend. I am doing the best I can at. My strength is my, I'm becoming a better I am proud of myself for Make this beautiful peace with yourself. And in closing, I ask you to reflect on if you could give yourself one gift today, what would that be? doesn't have to be substantive. It can be emotional, supportive. What gifts are you lucky to have in your life? Health, family, loved ones, opportunity?
safety, peace of mind, good career, home, education, friends? Are there more? There's much more to you because you're awesome. And when we find the still space, we remember who we are at our best and we stay in that space. Wishing you mindful presence today. I want to ask you a very important question, a question that is troubling most of my clients. Are you tired of chasing success and feeling exhausted and disappointed? If you are, I am here for you. I just created the Mindful Leader Satisfied Life Circle Executive Coaching Program just for you. And here is how it is different from my other work. This is an executive group coaching program. You don't have to qualify what type of executive you are. If you are in a leadership role, this is for you. It is for you if you feel disrespected, ineffective, and frustrated about not being recognized for your value. Are you in a new role or reaching for something big and notice unresolved issues are in the way? You can't stop thinking, saying, or doing something that doesn't serve you? Let me tell you what is part of this program. You get six-month access to weekly small group coaching sessions. And this is for individual attention from me. I'm a 19-year CEO. I'm an executive coach certified by the International Coach Federation, the highest recognition you can have internationally. And the sweet spot is you get to see other leaders being coached. You may not even want to be coached that week. But that's okay, because I'm going to record the calls if you can't make them, and you can watch them. If you are coached on the call, you'll enjoy watching yourself be coached on the call. You'll have instant access to my six months of five-star leader training. And this goes through all of the tenets of executive presence and emotional intelligence, not things that you can get in business school or in books. This is personalized to you. There are workbooks in there that make this in tune to you personally. And at the end of it, you have a leadership impact plan that you'll have for life. You have instant access to my quick tip video library. These are two to three minute videos that I have recorded in beautiful locations wherever I've been speaking across the world. And a full section in these modules on those who want to change their career, their job, their title, if they're looking for a new industry, all put together in one place. You have a private community in this group where you can post questions, post highs, post lows, ask for advice, and we all weigh in together. I will weigh in on every single post that is there. And the special bonus is that you get my hard copy of the Flow on the Go Weekly Planner. This is a well-being planner. You already have a calendar. You don't need a calendar. But part of a mindful and satisfied life are mindful daily practices. And this is going to help keep you grounded. Now, this is not for you if you already have everything figured out, if you have too much doubt in the way, if you're not willing to make a decision, not for you. But what do you get at the end of this? You're respected, you have job security, you have executive presence, you can advance, you have fulfillment, you can be the quickly sought after and trusted choice for any team, project leadership, promotion, or hire. You confidently project a profound identity, your signature strengths, your value proposition, your personal mission, 
your executive presence, and your measurable key accomplishments. You make more money. You maneuver the politics, bureaucracy, personal agendas, cynicism of any corporate setting with grace and with strength. And you stop wasting time on busy work like hiring resume writers, getting another degree, going to conferences, relying on self-help books, ruminating, browsing jobs, boards, blaming and complaining. You finally start doing the most important work more efficiently. You're the must-have in any situation, not just the okay person. You have self-control in your life choices, eating, exercise, sleep, relationships. No more snacking down your disappointments. You move from the past stigmas and stereotypes of too old, too young, too nothing. You are in your zone of genius. You let go of needing to be right because you're getting it right. Now, there are two ways to work with me with this program. One is in the circle, and the other way is to additionally be a private client of mine. And if you are in the personal coaching program with me, I will also be available to you every single day through email. You can email me any question, any challenge you're having at work. You want me to look at your resume. You want me to look at anything. I'm happy to do that. That's part of the personal coaching part of this program if you opt for that option. I look forward to getting to know you as part of the circle. Just go over to maryleegannon.com, click on coaching, and I'll see you on the other side. I'm glad you were with me today, and I invite you to subscribe to this podcast and get any of my free publications at my website, maryleegannon.com where you can also learn more about working with me.